Day and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Thanks for joining us as we transcend time and space to go to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Who are you? <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Michelle Krieber, and I am a singer-songwriter, like you said, Dave, based out of Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Michelle, it's a real treat to be speaking with you today. I've been watching your videos and your web streams, and I'm a big fan of your work, and it's it's helped me through the isolation of the pandemic. I'm so honored to hear that. Some of the material I put out in the pandemic was emotionally helpful <laughs> for you. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us what was your life like pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic, it was great. Everything went to heck with the pandemic. No, I felt like I was very fortunate when the pandemic hit because not too much about the core of what I did in my career changed. It was more the personal life, right? I used to spend tons of time with friends and family and colleagues. I'm a big extrovert, like 100% extrovert, love, love, love people. That's why I do what I do is to collaborate and work with people and to perform for people and with people. So when that went away, definitely it was a huge shift and not a pleasant one. I don't think any extrovert in enjoyed especially the initial quarantine. But in terms of my career, I was really lucky to have some sort of systems in place that I could continue my work with at home, my, my session work and writing and producing remotely. So yeah, definitely the social aspect was the biggest change. So you did the classic pandemic pivot of pivoting onto technology and trying to continue business as usual? Yes, technology, technology built a home studio and a live streaming setup, which is kind of where I am in at right now. And definitely all technology all the time. <laughs> One of the things that jumped out about your online content when the pandemic started is that you started using the hashtag creative quarantine. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought, especially in that first couple months, it was really important for people to keep their creative juices flowing and stay positive in some way and creativity, whether it's, you know, visual art or songwriting or guitar playing, whatever anyone's art is, I thought it was just really important to encourage people, especially younger people to continue with it and, and just sort of dig into something creative, a project or a series of projects to keep them going in that first really hard couple of months. I was lucky to have an album that I was finishing and I just thought, man, how much more difficult this would have been if I didn't have that distraction of something your, fun and creative. Your album, Storm. Storm, yes. <laughs> I, I love your it album, came Storm. in a storm. <laughs> yeah, and your song feels like summer. It's a warm, summery song and it's it feels like summer, but it's still not like a regular summer because of the physical distancing and the Delta variant that's now here in Southern Ontario. Let's now jump into our game, inspired by Nardwar the Human Serviette. Song title in the form of a pandemic question. Nice. <laughs> Based on your album and your song, Storm, 
the pandemic has been a storm. How do you think people are weathering it? I think everyone's weathering it in their own unique way. I've seen some incredible things happen. The creativity, right, in quarantine was spectacular. The things people were creating and doing and spending their time doing. And I think especially like in, in Vancouver, we had a really long lockdown, as you guys did too in Ontario from sort of November. November of last year to May of this year. And I think that second quarantine was much more difficult because people were sort of burnt out. But even then, I think at that point, it was people's tenacity and willingness to keep pushing through and wait and wait and wait and, and be good citizens and just kind of continue with their work, knowing that there is a brighter future ahead and we are going to get back to social life. We are going to get back to live concerts and, and doing things like we do as humans and as a society. But I mean, for that long, long chunk of just not being able to really do anything. I was so impressed with people's tenacity and continued work ethic during such a difficult time. So I, I give a lot of humanity a thumbs up. Some not so much, but a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, that was one of the silver linings in the pandemic was that uninterrupted time to focus on passion projects or artistic expression. I, and that's that's how the pandemic show was born as an art project to unite humanity. And Michelle, oh. we can't thank you enough for joining us here on the pandemic show. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. Before your album Storm, you had another album of original material released, I believe in 2018. Yes, on display. And one of the songs on there, Carry On, has some great piano on there, but it's also a song to raise awareness about mental health and depression. And our second question on song title, a pandemic question inspired by song title, inspired by Nardwar, the human serviette. Why should people carry on in the pandemic? The pandemic has been a grind. There's a lot of financial mm -hmm. insecurity. Everyone has a different scenario, but there's a lot of people struggling with the isolation. How, why should people carry on in the pandemic, Michelle Krieber? The whole game is carrying on and continue to push through because it's the people who kept their foot on the gas and tried to find the positives within all the swarm of negatives that are ultimately going to get the most out of this pandemic. Because if you go through a major negative experience like this and you don't learn anything, I think that's a major missed opportunity for people. I feel like as a whole, we've learned so much, especially last year. So many social justice issues have been brought to people's light that were not aware of the severity of these issues before. And I was just yeah, blown away by the movements that have happened in the last year and a half, but also on an individual level. I think, again, now yeah, that's just, that's the best thing you can do for yourself is to push through so that you can look back and ultimately think, man, it was so difficult and I was so unhappy and stuck because everyone has been, but I still managed to find a way to get through it and be better on the other side and, and learn something about myself and about the world and, and life. And even in before times, change was the one constant. And the pandemic has been a, a lot of change in a short amount of time. It's led me to believe that maybe we can address some of these other social issues, social justice issues that are coming out, like structural inequality, income inequality, racism, peace and reconciliation. Do you, do you feel that the pandemic, with our more time, we've had a chance to kind of pay attention to to challenges that other people in our communities are facing, and that maybe the pandemic will be an opportunity for us to really come together and address 
some of these structural inequalities? Well, it's been a unifying event. It's pretty spectacular that in 30 years from now, whomever you talk to that's your age, you're all going to remember this, right? Whoever you talk to is going to have their version of what the pandemic looked like for them. It's joint shared experience. And not only that, it's also, yeah, totally spotlighted major issues because everyone's been disconnected, but also connected to social media, especially last year and, and really having no choice but to see what was going on because they didn't have their regular lives to distract them. Everyone was focused in on these major issues. And just to see what everyone could do as a, as a whole, if, if you're, you know, following the restrictions, for example, like that's a massive thing that happened to a lot of people. So I agree, like if, if we now have a time where we remember people coming together for a global issue, we can do it again. We could do it for climate change. We can do it for social justice issues. We could do it for everything because we can come together and experience one thing as, as a humanity. I, I agree with you. And it's, it's just, it's so powerful that this is something that's impacting every continent, every country. Mm. It really is a unifying human experience. And that's something that other guests on the pandemic show have mentioned. And yeah, maybe that that shared experience of us all going through this virus, hopefully that will give us the momentum to turn direction in terms of exploiting nature and exploiting each other. Thank you so much. Our next question on song title in the form of a pandemic question. Do you think we're at the pandemic crossroads based on your song Crossroads (laughs) from your new album, Storm? Nice. I like that one. I think for sure, because either we continue to get our vaccination rates higher or these Delta variants and other variants are just going to keep coming back and we're going to get boosters and it'll be around for a while. It's not going to ever go away completely. The flu never went away completely. But for sure, we're at a crossroads and people have to do their research and find credible sources and understand the importance of getting their vaccine. And there's this argument towards freedom, but freedom to me doesn't work that way. You you don't have the freedom to hit somebody with your car, right? You you don't have the freedom to put other people in danger because that ultimately becomes more than your own freedom. You are putting other people at risk. So in terms of vaccines, I think that's the crossroads right now. We're pretty lucky in Canada. Our vaccination rates are very high, but there's still a ways to go. And I just hope, you know, that more correct information will continue to spread and people will see that it's much less risky to get a vaccine than to potentially get harmed by COVID. That's the crossroads, I think. But it's not a bad crossroads to be at because we have a vaccine, right? Pretty good, (laughs) pretty good position to be in. We've come a long way in a year and a half. It seems like a lot of people are kind of giving into the fear of the uncertainty. And then when you throw in the misinformation, and I know what seems to be helping people around me is reaching out to each other. When somebody puts something on social media that that kind of sets off warning bells, talking to them in a respectful, civil manner, civil way about it seems to help. I can think just this week, somebody I know put up some stuff that seemed misguided and a bunch of friends just in a really caring, positive, non-confrontational way kind of challenged those assumptions. And then two days later, the, the person said that the isolation has really been weighing on them mentally. Yeah, definitely kind support and offering, you know, more (laughs) critical thinking information. And definitely one thing to remember is 
when people have fear towards the vaccine or anything else that they feel is being pushed on them, they're also concerned for the people they love. It comes from a place of care. So to approach it with that delicacy and, and from an empathetic standpoint, I think is so crucial because they are ultimately just trying to protect themselves and, and their families and, and stuff. And unfortunately there is some major misinformation issues on the social networks and some people fall victim to it, but certainly I, I like the way you approach that. I think that's totally dignified and, and appropriate. We're all in this together and we yes. are going to come out of this together and need to go through some reconciliation with each other. I feel that what can help bring the anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, and then the people following public health together is going to be music. It's going to be, it's going to be changing that energy through song and dance and connecting in that kind of a celebratory way when it's safe for us to gather again together. I'm really trying to think about those days and how we can put the olive branch out and let there be peace on earth and let it start with each of us individually. I love that. I, I love your perspective on that. I think music can be so healing. Moving right along oh, to awesome. our to our next question here today on the Pandemic Show with Michelle Krieber. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you think we will ever live like it never happened? You know, the pandemic based on your song, Like It Never Happened. And the dancing in that video is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, awesome. I think if it were... A pandemic that lasted a couple of months, I feel like people would have just said, oh gosh, that was weird. Let's move on. That didn't happen. Super weird. I think, you know, everyone processes things differently. So probably some people will just instantly try and block it out of their mind. But to me, it's been a bit too long to be able to do that. Like this is a huge chunk of our lives, especially for young people. This is a good, it's by the time this is over, like two, two and a half years, maybe real chunk of their lives affected by this pandemic. And it's going to change a lot. I hope a lot for the better. Even you think about how the workplace is changing and how people, if they want to stay home, they can stay home and how much that'll help the environment. Like there are great things and these issues that have come to light, social justice issues, but it's just been too much, too much time. It will always have happened. I feel like we're going to be talking about this for years and years to come. You know what I mean? Like I agree. It can't it's just be erased. It was just too powerful of a global event for us to act like it never happened. Totally. And I think too, once we get through this, we're all going to be better off and stronger because of it. Like the people yeah. after the Great Depression, we survived the depression. We can do any, we can do it. So hopefully we'll have that positive attitude that we survived this horrible virus together apart, physically distanced, not socially distanced. And hopefully yeah. that's the approach we're going to take because once this virus is under wraps, we can see just by all the problems that were in our society before and that we've got a lot of work to do. It's not going to be a time to be complacent. Everybody's going to have to speak up on in terms of racial equality, income equality, environmental equality, the loneliness pandemic, how we treat our seniors, how we treat migrant workers. There's just so many different different things that have come to light as a result of the pandemic. We definitely will have our work to do. So I agree with you. We're never going to live like it never happened. At the end of March, 2020, you wrote this year, a goodbye song to 2020. This year, mm. how much different is 2021 to 2020? Huh, it's kind of all melding together now, isn't it? 2021 always had an air of hopefulness to it just because 2020 was so bad, even from <laughs> the start. I mean, 
we forget that even pre-pandemic, 2020 kind of sucked right from day one. I remember watching the videos of the beautiful Australian coast where I had just been and I had literally side-by-side pictures of these beautiful mountainsides that I had on my camera roll with the news pictures of, of the fires there. And it was just, you know, that was all shocking right from day one. But 2021 is like a new day, a new hope. And then, oh, wait a second, it's the exact same as it was like yesterday on December 31st. But we're here now. We are, some of us are already double vaxxed past our two weeks of being double ba- double vaxxed. And <laughs> we are seeing, exactly. And there are, you know, we're not going to go back to normal. That's a phrase I hear a lot of people kind of pushing against now, because like you said, our normal, it, our new normal should be better than what it was before because our normal before also wasn't working for so many different reasons. We have so much work to do. It left too many people behind. Completely. And I hope that it's not necessarily a new normal, but like a new chapter of world looks like, but also what Canadian life looks like and reconciling these horrific indigenous school issues and and like there's just so many things we need to work through and we now have this new level of appreciation for daily life and i think that's a major opportunity for positivity like people are going to be so excited to be together again so if we can combine that with working through these issues i feel like that's a recipe for potential success you know what do do you think i i agree with you and 2020 there was so much uncertainty there was no ppe there was no there there was kind of mixed messages on what we needed to do but now in 2021 we kind of know what public health protocols we can take to keep our families safe my bubble we're double vaxxed and feeling positive about that so we're in i think i feel like we're in a stronger position here in canada but then when we look at the global context we have a high vaccination rate here in, in Canada, but the rest of the world is lagging behind. So now how can we help those other jurisdictions so we are all we all have a chance at getting vaccinated? It'll be interesting to see what next year is like can, compared to this year, because it does seem to be getting better, even though it's still a grind. Yeah, I think 2022 is a whole different story. I'm excited to see what it entails for sure. I'm hoping to be doing indoor, going to indoor shows or maybe getting to do some drumming with Organic Groove or playing with Carmen's Whistle Pigs inside somewhere. Yeah, definitely. No, so, so exciting. So many exciting things to come. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Michelle, as we move into late summer 2021, what do you hope happens in aftertimes? What do you hope the future holds for the people of the Pandemic? Well, vaccinations. I hope everyone sees the light and <laughs> we'll, we'll get the jab. Again, really proud of Canada so far with with the numbers we have, but there's more progress to be made in that department. We took so many things for granted pre-pandemic. I really hope that there's going to be more of an appreciation for daily things and for social events and for friends and for family who don't live near you and couldn't be in your bubble in the pandemic. I haven't seen most of my family in two years. I haven't seen my brother in, in forever. And it's a huge chunk of time that I really hope that there's a 
mental shift moving out of the pandemic and that it sustains throughout our future of appreciation for our homes and our our friends and our family and little things like being able to go get fresh fruit and vegetables at the grocery store. There are, I think, really bright days to come. And I just hope people don't get lost in that and forget how much we took for granted beforehand and continue to show that appreciation for for everything we lacked in the past year and a half. I'm really thankful for the vaccinations because my little sister had her second child, baby Arthur, in October 20, September, excuse me, 2020. And I didn't get to see him until two weeks ago. I didn't get to meet him except on the computer. I got to see him in the flesh. And that was that was so exciting. We've lost people in our family over the course of the pandemic. We're looking forward to being able to get together with each other to remember the people that we've lost. Yeah. Definitely. And think about the kids who have barely ever seen other people. Like it's such a weird thing to think about babies that were born May 2020. They're taken to a park now and they're like, who's that? And it's another kid and they don't know what another kid looks like. And so definitely for young kids, too, I hope that they can recover from this. And, you know, teens that were just graduating, I hope they can continue forward on their paths and that this doesn't prevent them too much from following their dreams and being able to do their dream courses and their their dream first job. I hope it doesn't hold people back as well. That's that's another hope of mine for sure. That's a great point. The, there is hope in Ontario now. My family, we're a fan of the theater. We love the Stratford Theater. We like going to see musicals. Stratford's back up and running under a tent. Bly Theater's up and running under a tent. And there's even one production now in Toronto that's doing indoor shows at the one of the Mervish theaters, they're yeah. doing the the performance of Blinded about a pandemic where people nice. go blind. Oh, so whoa. yeah, I, I think things are starting. Things are evolving in the direction of where we're getting a little bit of what we need, maybe not as much as we'd like, but in a safe way. Something else that you 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 made me think of was Craig Cardiff, the musician from Ontario. He said, "Older people, we have a responsibility to the kids." to take them to shows, to take them to cultural events when this is over. Because, yeah, the younger you are, the the more of your lifespan has been impacted. And kids have been missing out on going to concerts, festivals, outdoor gathering places. It's important that we step up and make sure that those kids get those experiences when it's safe. Yeah, definitely. I think hopefully we'll see a revival in live shows because it was kind of dying down a bit. People weren't as excited live theater or live concerts as much anymore hopefully we'll see a massive surge post-pandemic i'm really excited to to take my nieces and nephews to a michelle kreber show when things open (laughs) up and you're on tour here in ontario oh bingo there you go yes definitely i i gotta come out to ontario i have so many friends and family out out there so i'll be there soon for sure and before we go I'm involved in Star Trek fandom. That's really gotten me through the pandemic. You are involved in My Little Pony fandom. Yes, for over a decade, we did My Little Pony up here in Vancouver. And I was Paper Bloom on the show. And I started when I was nine years old. And I'm still (laughs) doing it now. My voice is a little bit lower than it was when I started, but I can still do her voice. So there you go. I know that the Star Trek fandom, it seems that more people have gravitated to it during the pandemic. Have you seen a similar trend in My Little Pony fandom? Have you seen more people doing the virtual pivot? Yeah, I think everyone had more time to watch TV and movies. And I definitely heard lots of stories of people saying like they rewatched My Little Pony 10 times over. And I thought that was great. I mean, some of the major, major gravitation towards My Little Pony really stemmed out of how bright and colorful and positive it was. So the fact that people sort of fell back in love with it in the pandemic 
made a lot of sense to me. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. My pleasure, Dave. Great questions. I love the puns. I'm a big pun person. And it was so great to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Do you have an interesting Pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.